Coming up on tonight's episode of Don't Panic, we're back. That's right, we've got a lot of tech news to talk about, including Apple Wallet getting legit, the possibility of an Apple car. We also talk about Lenovo's little accident, Samsung getting loopy, Pinterest, Xbox, iWork. It's a ton of great news, and we're excited to deliver it to you. Don't Panic is going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 83, recorded February 23rd, 2015, on soft wallets, buy buttons, and a loopy Samsung. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets Internet and you. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the Tony the Tiger of Technology. He's great. <laughs> it is Colby Rabideau. Oh, Sir, how are we doing this week? Uh, I'm I'm colder than I was last week. I was about to say, how does this compare? Which 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 is better? You can be honest. Well, St. Thomas was warmer. Um by a lot, <laughs> by a solid like 80 degrees. The margin was outstanding. Seven, 70 to 80 degrees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, Boston is cheaper, so I guess I guess that's a plus. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I took the train today and it was functioning, so that was nice. I got to work in Boston. With... That's a big accomplishment. You got to take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, it's mind blowing. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm glad to be getting back to like my non non vacation kind of craziness routine. So well, back good. to work. I, I, I'm glad to be back as well. I know we didn't have a show last week because uh, two-thirds of the show was out of the country, uh, but we're back. Fun fact, I was, I was technically still in the I country, was, I was about to just say, not you, in the continental U.S. You were in a territory. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Uh, Hooray for empire building. <laughs> Yay. Although, to be fair, I believe we bought them. Like, we didn't conquer them. I, I actually think we bought them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So, United States, we, we just throw money around for dollar bills. Definitely. Uh, I think I think St. Thomas used to be, they were a colony of Denmark. And, and apparently Denmark drives on the other side of the road because they also drive on the other side of the road. But it's weird because they all the cars are American cars, so, like, the, the driver's side is still on the left side of the car, but you're driving on the left side of the road as well, which is very strange. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Gotta love yeah. that legacy stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no Dan again this week. He continues to be out of the country. We're just going to have to make do without him. Uh, I, I'm sure he misses us greatly. Uh, but <laughs> even when Dan Miller's in here, there is tech news. We're going to talk about it around everyone out there. Don'tpanic.io is our website. We do the show Monday nights uh, when we're in the country at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on our website. Don'tpanic.io. On that website, links to everything we do. Audio, video, current episodes, past episodes, live episodes, where to stream, where to download, where to follow us on social media. It's all at don'tpanic.io. Um, and I won't do it now, but I'll just let everyone know. On our sister show, on the podcast network, we're doing a big giveaway this week. So stick around the end of the show. I'll tell you how you can win some free swag. And you really have to do almost nothing. So that's going to come at the end of the show. But first, we've got to get some tech news. And Colby, what, anything you'd like to talk about first? Uh, now, now I will say... Maybe, 
we we, Go ahead. we might be a little dated. This is about two weeks of tech news because we missed last week, and it's been a little quiet. Not not any big announcements. I will let everyone out there know. Uh, next week and the coming weeks, lots of big announcements. Pebble smartwatches having announcements. Samsung, HTC are both having announcements. We'll have full coverage uh, coming up mm-hmm. in the coming weeks. But this week, where are we going to start? Uh, I would be down to talk about uh, Lenovo's shenanigans mm. or... I feel like that's kind of the biggest story, right? It's definitely up there. Sure, we can talk about Lenovo. Uh, Colby, when was the last time you bought a Windows PC? Uh, I personally have never purchased a Windows PC. The last time I, I someone purchased a Windows PC that I used was probably 2006. <laughs> See, so you don't have this experience those of us with Windows have when we buy a new computer. It comes filled with tons of crap. Now, I and and I will say I have had Android phones in the recent past, so so I've I've experienced some degree of getting something that was filled with tons of crap. Yeah, and we have a story later on about Google Wallet being a little bit pre-installed, but uh, Lenovo got in some big trouble because of a. default installed program on our laptop. So when you buy a Lenovo laptop, it comes pre-installed with a number of software. Some of it good that you want, like, you know, Adobe Acrobat, things you would have installed anyway. Some of it not so good. Free trials of things, and they sneak those in. And for doing that, Lenovo gets paid. Well, they included a piece of technology called Superfish. And what Superfish did was it artificially inserted (laughs) ads into websites that wouldn't normally be there. So you might visit a site where one ad was. Well, Superfish would insert another ad or two. It figured out what ads to insert by paying attention to all the websites you visited and said, oh, I noticed Colby goes to lots of women's shoe websites. So let's give him (laughs) ads relating to women's shoes. Uh, he, he has a very nice girlfriend, I'm sure, who wears shoes. Uh, <laughs> and that's She's not the only one. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And so you look at Superfish. The problem was, A, while it was... I can't remember whether it was opt-in or opt-out, exactly what the structure was. Anyway, they didn't make it painfully obvious this was what they were doing. It was a little sneaky. The other mm-hmm. problem was they were circumventing web encryption to do it. So, for example, if you visit your bank's website, it's a secure website, HTTPS. It's protected. What Supervish did was it said, okay, we're going to break that, put in ads, and then recertify it so it looks legitimate through our company. problem is they didn't do it very well. And the other problem is they didn't tell people they were doing it. Kind of like in terms of the list of slimy things you can do, pre-installing a piece of software that tracks all your web use to deliver you ads you didn't ask for and breaks Internet security while doing it has to be pretty high on that list. Yeah, I can't. I just don't understand. Like who, how, who who thought this was a good idea like how how could this have ended any way but badly i mean i like set aside the like giving people ads they didn't ask for like that's that's sleazy enough but like like deliberately breaking ssl to to do it to to deliberately breaking ssl so you can 
see people's encrypted traffic, you as a like unrelated third party that people are trusting as their, you know, like people, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of kind of just implicit trust in the, the maker of your computer. Like you don't expect the person, the company making your computer to be the one like pulling shit like this, you know, like people, you know, when, when Facebook or Google do something that has to do with ads that people don't like, like that's expected, but it's, that's one thing, like you expect it from them. Like that's what, that's kind of their price for using their service. But like you pay, I mean, you, you, you pay, you know, a thousand dollars for, for a new Lenovo laptop. You, you're not paying, like you're literally giving them money, like actual money, not like this. There's no like, this fake like ad viewing equation that you're you're buying into you're giving them money and they're they they deliberately gave you a very like a a a product that was that was really broken in a very important way um that's 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 pretty unfortunate i think yeah and it's you know me i love corporations I will always speak on behalf of the corporation. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I rep for them. But the problem, I will say, the problem with corporations, we've seen this happen over and over again, right? I don't know if we talked about it on the show a little while back. Verizon was inserting um, tracking cookies onto your mobile device without telling mm-hmm. you, without letting you opt out. I read this week, AT&T has their big fiber initiative to go against Google Fiber. By default, you're you're installed in a program very similar to this, where AT&T inserts ads into websites for you. And in order to get rid of it, you have to pay them tens of extra dollars each month just to have them not track everything you do on the internet to deliver you ads. The problem is these companies do the math and they say for the $2 Superfish pays us on every Lenovo laptop, way exceeds the bad PR we'll get if we ever get caught. I mean, honestly, they have whole teams of people dedicated to figuring out what is a cost-effective way that we can get away with it long enough to make money off of it. And that is such a crappy, crappy position to have. Like, how anti-consumer is that? Where it's like, God, let's just hope no one discovers this. Like, what kind of an attitude is that? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't... (laughs) I, I guess things like this happen in, in all kinds of industries. Like I feel like was it Chevy or something or GM with the cars that like recently had the prop I don't remember. It was like Oh, are you thinking of the ignition problem in the GM cars yeah, that were crashing, yeah. but they knew about it and then just kept pushing right, it off right. and not doing anything? Right. To like not have a recall or something because that's yep. expensive. Um yeah, it's it's pretty unfortunate. I guess Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of a I mean, I I can understand how it's a hard position and how you want to get like I don't know, how you like want to make money as a company, but it just feels very dishonest. I think it's a, you know, I think that's it's kind of an unfortunate nature of the like the windows and or android ecosystem where where they don't make the software uh or so so the hardware manufacturers don't make the software but they do like kind of mod the software to be their own 
for for better or worse like in some cases it's better but in cases like this it's certainly not um and i i don't think like i feel like there's very little i don't know like there's nothing microsoft could have done about this like they didn't know but like this i mean this reflects poorly on windows too not just lenovo because it's a it's a I mean, the the PC thing is kind of inextricable from Windows. Like, it's your your average person is not going to understand that. You know, well, well, I don't know. Like, Lenovo makes PCs, and they're not going to differentiate between uh, what is Microsoft and what is what is Lenovo. It's it's all the same in most people's minds, I think. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. I don't like it. It's it's awful. Anytime a company profits off violating their customers' trust, I think is is quite possibly the worst way to to make money. And the problem is the margins on these computers and on Android phones are terrible. They make such mm-hmm. little money on PC, they have to nickel and dime them to death. And right. I, I I understand that it's a business for you know. And I'll just tell everyone out there who's listening. Great tip. Not many people know about this. If you go to the Microsoft store and buy your computer there, they have a program, and I forget the name of it. It's like Blue Certified or something like that. And it is sort of like um, the uh, the version of Android, um, that stock, and, uh, and Google guarantees no, no crap on it. Microsoft mm-hmm. is the same thing for Windows if you buy the computers through the Microsoft store. Now, they might be slightly more than if you bought it off Amazon. <laughs> But it is way worth not having the hassle. So yeah. a little tip, if you're going to buy a Windows machine, they have a great selection. That's where I got my computer. Go to them. It's it's everything stock. They do a really good job. So, And that is, a, like, you know, that is one thing I will say for Apple. Like, even, like, the iPhone has a bunch of, there's, like, way too many apps that are on it by default. But it's just all of them, them do right? something. Right. Yeah. Like, all of them do something for you. None of them are, like malware <laughs> like you know i don't know it's weird yeah it's that's kind of a real bummer for lenovo uh hopefully yeah. they'll hopefully they'll learn um let's continue on more news uh what is next let's talk about google wallet this was a big story this came out today so we've talked about apple pay on the show before big into payments making inroads google wallet's been around a lot longer but has really struggled to catch on with consumers. Um, Google Wallet was especially pushy in NFC, never quite caught on. Uh, so interestingly enough, Google Wallet finally gave in, gave in and partnered with uh, SoftCard, which formerly known as ISIS, we've talked about on this show. That was the payments, <laughs> the payments uh, company owned by Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. By partnering with them and agreeing to standards and sharing information, Google Wallet will come pre-installed on Android phones sold by those carriers and will become the default payment. So essentially what they're doing is they're combining the technology under the name Google Wallet for payments default on Android phones using NFC. Hmm. Now, I think this is absolutely fascinating, A, because these two companies absolutely despise each other. They have trash-talked a lot. In terms of, oh, we're better at payments and we're, they don't Google like each other. Google and SoftCard? Uh, Google Wallet and SoftCard, yeah. So so the, the, the fact that they are partnering tells me they are really concerned about... Apple Pay? Competition in general, Apple Pay. We'll, we'll yeah. talk in a minute about Samsung and Loop Pay, but 
I think companies are catching on very quickly about how important payments is going to be. And Google mm-hmm. Wallet was getting zero traction without carrier support. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Google Wallet's been around for so long. Yep. And it's been so – I mean, that's what it is. They didn't have carrier support, right? Like they, they – you Google Wallet didn't work on Verizon. Like you couldn't use it on Verizon. That's like the biggest carrier in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like – I mean, it's not – it, it doesn't surprise me that, that, that they haven't gotten traction consequently. But well, yeah, the carriers were fighting against them. It was, it was you know, mm-hmm. bad, bad for the consumers. I think the other thing too is – Apple Pay, which, by the way, I still have not had the opportunity to use. Me either. You know, the thing is, I've had the opportunity to use it. I just never think to do it. Like, I go, like, it works at Walgreens, and I go to Walgreens all the time. And I'm pretty sure it works at Panera, and I go to Panera all the time. And, like, like I was at Macy's the other day because I needed a bathing suit to go go on vacation. And, like, it works at Macy's, and I totally totally slipped my mind like it's never i i want to so bad but it's just never the first thing i think of when when i'm at, when i get up to the register hey to, you know if now that i think Shame. about it you know apple has iBeacon, which is you know the little devices that'll uh connect with your iphone automatically in stores they could alert you as you walk up to the register on your phone pay with apple pay <laughs> I would rather they just have a sign that was just like, you can pay with Apple Pay here. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't have to be easy. that fancy. <laughs> but but it needs to be, so it needs to be like while you're waiting in line. It can't be on the thing at the register because that's too late. Mm. Like if I get up to the register and I don't have my phone on already, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, you know. it's... I think the other problem too with Google Wallet is is I, I used it for a few online purchases and things like that. It was not very good. I mean, it was oh. it was kind of a lousy experience. It didn't work great. It was kind of weird, half-assed. Um, I, I think having this partnership and the auto install and, and even and this is pure assumption on my part, but if they could get that as part, you know, when you go into Android and you set it up and you link your Google account, if they had a thing in there just like Apple does. Where it says, now you can pay with your phone, give Google your credit card, and then you're all set. I mm-hmm. think that is a huge boon for Google Wallet at that point. If they can get that experience really good, get it as part yeah. of the default, then people are going to be way more... What's one of the first things you do when you're a new iTunes customer? You give them your credit card. Yeah, so that's true. I think if the, if Google can... If this is has to be the way they convince consumers, I think it's a great decision. And I think this... like took them from a 20% likelihood of success up to 60-70%. Um, th- this is big yeah. for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Like, I don't You know, I think it has to be easy. And I, I don't... Even Apple Pay, I don't think it's easy enough. Like, I wish there were a thing on my lock screen that appeared when I was, like, near an Apple Pay location. Like, the little continuity icon that comes up in the corner. Like... I want that for an Apple Pay thing so I can just like, boom, swipe up. I'm telling you, the, ki- the killer app is going to be, and I don't know if this will happen, if your watch, your Apple Watch buzzes as you walk up to the register, mm-hmm. and then you just look, it says pay with Apple Pay, you just touch your watch to it, and you're done. That is kind of the dream that would be cool. right there. Right. Um, but, I, but I agree, it's all about experience. And I think Apple Pay is closer than we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just that extra step. Now, we can talk about Samsung. 
they're not going to take this lying down. And naturally, they don't agree with anyone else. They're going to do their own thing, <laughs> right? Can't join Google yep. Wallet. Can't work with. Nope. They're doing Loop Pay. I feel like we've talked about them on the show before. Uh, I think we talked about Samsung partnering with them. Now they've actually bought them. Now, Loop Pay is really freaking weird. Okay. The way it works. So, so see if you can follow me here. It does not use NFC. Okay. What it does is it blasts out a series of magnetized blasts at the credit card reader to simulate what would happen if you ran your card through the the terminal because that's how it's a magnetic strip right that's how it works okay. magnets read whatever's on the card so what your phone does is it actually like blasts out at the terminal what would be on your credit card they call it magnetic secure transmission does does that make sense I guess so. It's it's like it seems very sci-fi. It's very yeah. It seems like magic. It, it it kind of is. And the the really amazing thing about it is, assuming it works, and I've read mixed reviews, it yeah. would work anywhere that takes a regular credit card. You don't right, need NFC. Right. You could use this literally anywhere that takes a credit card. Right. That could be huge. I just I've heard mixed things about the technology. Samsung has acquired them uh, to most likely include them in future phones. We do have the S6 coming out this week. It'll be interesting to see. They have worked together over the past year or so, so it's theoretical they bought them just before the S6 come out to put it into the phone, so that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So right as of right now, they have a, it's like a case thing that you put on your phone. Or, or a key fob you can have on your keychain as well. Oh, interesting. That's kind of cool. I'm less interested. I, I would never put a case on my phone for something like that, but no. maybe a keychain thing. Interesting. Yeah, but if it were built into the phone, I mean, it's very similar to NFC. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and if you know, we had the same question when Apple Pay came out. It has to work. Um, and I think Apple Pay yeah. has proven relatively reliable. I would question how good Loop Pay is. We haven't seen it at a mass scale like we have NFC. NFC has been around for years. We know it works. Right. Um, but this is so. What? Yeah. I wonder, like, if your phone is just broadcasting your credit card number. <laughs> I, um, I think it's very, very short range. Like, you yeah. have to touch your phone to the terminal for it to work. I see. So, if someone came right up to you, they could hypothetically read your NFC, too. So, right. Um, that's true. But yeah. I, I think that's, that is a fair, uh, a fair point. And just, you know, mm-hmm. it's... I, by the way, I still... I've talked about this on the show. You remember Coin, the little plastic card that would hold all your other cards, and I bought one? Yeah. Like two have years ago? Have you got ago? that yet? I still have gotten it. They told me November, and I still have not gotten mine. But the problem they had was there were so many types of credit card readers out there that mm-hmm. it's very difficult to build a card to work with all of them. And so this magnetic transmission thing is cool, but is it going to work at the gas pump? Is it going to work at the supermarket? Is it going to work in my ATM? Is it going to... Mm. Yeah, that, you're going to start finding things where, oh, it works 70% of places, and then it's a whole thing. So, I don't know. They do, on their website, they claim it works at 90% of retail locations. That's pretty That's impressive. Bold. I mean, how, how yeah. what percent do you think NFC is at? 
I don't know. They, I mean, they have a whole on their website. They have a whole page that is Loop Pay versus Apple Pay. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and it's like merchant ready in the U.S. today. Apple Pay works at less than five percent of retail locations, while Loop Pay works at ninety percent of retail yep. retail locations. It only works five percent of the time, but it works at no. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I. The big question for me is: Will this be in the S6 this week? It is absolutely yeah. plausible it would be. When when did Samsung buy them? Samsung bought them this week, but they announced a partnership oh. I, six months, a year ago. And so my thinking okay. is they bought them just before the announcement. Interesting. In order to keep from someone else, from them partnering with someone else, if it's going to be a big part of the S6. That's just my wild right. theory. Interesting. Well, I look look forward to. It will be interesting. Finding out. Le- leave it to Samsung to put the ridiculous magic sounding feature on their, <laughs> on their phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, head tracking. Yeah, exactly. Why not magnetic transmission? Ooh. Uh, uh-huh. Let's continue on. More news. Uh, anything in here, Colby? Um, we could talk about the Apple Car yeah. they made. Oh my eyes. Sigh. Yeah. Yeah, Apple Car. So this was like this was like five stories this week, really, that all kind of culminated in this one major rumor. But it all started when a battery company that I uh I cannot remember um claimed that they were having employees stolen from them, hired by Apple. Other people noticed Apple was hiring car experts from various companies. Hmm. Suspicious. Then the Wall Street Journal announces Project Titan, is what Apple's calling it, is an all-electric vehicle that resembles a minivan and has several hundred people working on it. Okay. I know. Sounds ridiculous. Um, Then Johnny Ive does a big sit-down with a New Yorker and talks about how ugly he thinks current cars are. Exactly the thing he does before he designs a new version of that thing. <laughs> Interesting. Then they get sued by that battery manufacturer because they're stealing their electric battery employees. <laughs> Bloomberg yeah. says Apple could have a car in production by 2020. The The rumors sphere is out of control over the Apple car. For me, it comes down to the standard test. Could, should, will. The Apple car. Could Apple make a car? Absolutely. The company is worth $775 billion. With a B. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. If they literally. Wanted, if they want to build a death ray on the moon, they could. That's great. And that's $200, in ca- $200 billion in cash. They could buy GM yeah. for that. And that was Forget one of, building one. And that was one of the big rumors was them buying Tesla for $75 billion or something. Oh, yeah. Or which right. we can talk about that. But could they? Absolutely. Should they? I would say no. And I would say no yeah. just because it's a very commoditized industry. And it's a very different sales process than a consumer electronic device. You have to have dealerships on the ground. It's a much more expensive buy. People make less often. It's a completely different... You have to service them differently. I mean, you know, you think what it would take to build a car. I want to know what it would take to sell a car, maintain a car. That is what... Yeah. I think they could... I don't think 
the selling process would be that tough for Apple. I, th- I think the car buying process is, is a little bit similar to the Apple store process, right? Like you go in, you try it out, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's more, it takes a lot. It's a, it's a bigger deal. Like it's not, you know, to try to test drive a car, you don't just pick up a phone. Like mm-hmm. it's a, a little more in depth than that. Um, but I think you're you're right. The the post sale logistics of of having cars are or of of selling cars is are much more complicated. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it seems crazy. I just the other problem is nobody makes money on cars. Nobody Tesla is burning money with their fancy car. Now, mind you, it's probably it's expensive. To be fair hypothetically more than what apple would would charge but it's just if if apple had come out and if there was a rumor apple is going to start making refrigerators i would believe that that Mm. makes much more sense to me than a car yeah especially because we are rapidly becoming a more urbanized country We, we have more people moving into cities than ever before not that that's going to have a huge impact on cars but I, just, I mean, maybe it will, though. Uh, you know, my my thing is they would sell less cars. You know, is this I, I right? Uh, I just no. I think you're right. Like it makes appliances makes way more sense. Like, yeah, at least in my mind, like home stuff makes more sense to me mm-hmm. for app. Like home things that just up and connect to your just work like the way the airplay just works like it does just work it, it it's very good mm-hmm. uh like if you have an apple tv um so you that apple like tv that how long have they been rumored to make an actual physical apple television set right like make that i, I, I <laughs> why a car because they can because they see google and uber doing it right. and tesla doing it is is, is it jealousy is it the thing? So I'm I'm looking through these like this timeline of the rumors, and like the roof camera. Well, Apple has their went Street and you. like made their own maps like that. I don't know. Like one of those things seems more likely. <laughs> like yeah, are, are they developing a self driving car or are they just taking pictures for the maps app? Uh, right. And then, like, them poaching battery engineers, like, gee, I can't think of anything Apple makes that needs needs rechargeable batteries. I don't know why they would want to have engineers on staff that know stuff about that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, I, I it's know. like with everything Apple, you can take it two drastically different ways. And, you know, it, yeah, it's just... Could Apple do it? Yes. Should they do it? Probably not. Will they do it? You know, from everything I've heard, Apple spends... Oh, I read today. It was crazy. They spent something like 70... No, it, they spent something like $6 billion a year in R&D. Uh-huh. $6 billion. You can make a lot of crap you'll never actually sell for $6 billion. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I guarantee Apple has built a refrigerator. And it's, it, right. and it's deep in a lab somewhere. And it'll never see the light. <laughs> they, they said they worked on the watch for three years. Mm. You know? So I think... Yeah. 
I think, is Apple working on a project to see what it would take to make a car or make the technology that goes in cars? Yeah. Right. Probably. Right. Like, why not? You, you know? Because, and they I, can. I actually, one time I, when I was in California, actually, this was when I was, was an intern. We met a guy in the hot tub of our co- apartment complex oh. that we used to go hang out in late at night. And he worked at Amazon and he did like, so he wasn't it wasn't R&D exactly it was like the step after R&D so like the people in R&D would come up with something like this crazy e-ink screen and then it would get tossed over to his team and they were they their job was to take this crazy new technology right and make something Amazon could sell with it and I thought that was a really cool job that sounded pretty yeah jealous of that guy yeah I, I I would put if I had to put a thousand dollars and give it to a bookie and place a bet, I would say even in the next twenty years, Apple will not sell a single car. Will they build a car? Maybe. Will they build car technology? Possibly. Will they actually build a a end to end wheel to wheel bumper to bumper physical car you can go to a dealership and buy? I I really can't see that. I can, I, you know, like, I agree. I It just doesn't make sense. Like, I could see them messing around with the car, and I could see them maybe, like, partnering closely with, with a company that actually makes cars to do something with cars. Um, that makes sense. Like, I can imagine why Apple might want to have Apple stuff, like, baked into a car. Mm-hmm. More so than, they, you know, there is with whatever their car thing is that they announce. But... To actually do it, to do all of it, that's just, I mean, it just seems ridiculous to me. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe in 20 years I'll I'll put my foot in my mouth, but, like, also maybe I won't care at that point, probably. Yeah, hey, I. for all we know, Apple has enough money to go out to buy 100 engineers just to scare the other car manufacturers into committing to car play. That could legitimately yeah. be the whole reason they're doing this. Right. Because, because they have gotten a lot of fight back from car manufacturers over that i mean it, it could just be oh, yeah. we'll build a car if you don't work with us <laughs> that, that could literally just be it so this is but this is just such this always happens when a product gets trendy you know oh streaming yeah. devices are big apple will make a tv oh watches are big apple <laughs> will make a watch oh cars are big apple will make a car you know they just assume i love i'm gonna make it right i love these headlines like one of them is will the apple car be self-driving or not <laughs> Which is like that's asking a question that it, that is like secondary to the much more important question, which is, will Apple make a car? Which is probably no, but like, yeah, that's not what it says yeah. at all. Be like that. That's like saying, you know, what will the constitution be of our Mars colony? Be like, you jumped a lot of steps to get there. Don't <laughs> yeah. slow your roll. Yeah. All right. I, Honestly, I wish Johnny Ive would just keep trolling us and just saying how ugly random things are. Yeah. You know, be like, baby strollers, they're, they're the ugliest thing. People make them, and everyone will be like, Apple's making a baby stroller. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apple, they just hired a baby stroller expert. Apple's going to stroller business. It's just, Apple is so funny. And just remember, they could buy both of us if they wanted to. That's true. As human beings, I mean- they have enough money. <laughs> that's certainly the case I, I, I'm I pretty sure I'm worth less than $200 billion 
I, I, I have a relatively high opinion myself, but it's, it's very it's realistic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, outstanding. Uh, let's continue on. We've got more news. What's next, Colby? Anything in here? Uh, what is this about Xbox apps on the Xbox? Yeah, so this is a short story. We'll talk about it. We're going to have a lot more at the Microsoft Build Conference. Um so, which is coming up in like May, June, around that time frame, and we'll get a lot more details about this. But it's coming out early, a little bit rumored this summer. Uh, Microsoft is expected to roll out the first Xbox One development platform uh, for building your own apps for Xbox One. So currently, if you want to build an app for Xbox One, you have to partner with Microsoft and work with them and go through a process and do a whole thing. This will allow you, like on iOS or Android or whatever, to just build your own. So that involves uh, the ability to turn your Xbox into a developer unit. Uh, It will include an SDK uh, for developers to build their own. Um, Right now, it's restricted, and this will open it up to everybody. Um, They'll also be able to use beta apps to test it with a community. Apps will be able to run in the background for things like third-party music apps. Um, Like I said, we don't know a lot about this uh, simply because it's a rumor. Um, And the only thing we do know is that uh, developers will be able to submit and publish apps in November, which is when Microsoft officially switches over to their universal app platform apps everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, When Microsoft, uh, when Windows 10 starts to get more solidified. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really cool uh, because, I don't know, This I feel like this is something I've been complaining about for a long time. I want to have one thing that's connected to my TV that does all this stuff, mm-hmm. and that thing doesn't exist. Like, there are a bunch of things that do a lot of this stuff I want them to do, um, but frankly, not all of them. Plus, when you, like... When you consider that, I feel like the Connect is pretty cool. Like, as things go, the Connect with the listening and all this stuff it does now, like, it's pretty cool. It doesn't, I, I don't think there are a, a terrible number of compelling use cases now, but, oh, excuse me, uh, making that available to like the entire world, that's pretty sweet. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I, I would. I mean, it, this it kind of makes me regret even more getting a PlayStation than I sometimes regret anyways. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's great. I can't think of anything better that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can, I can just imagine the, the novel, like, imagine, like, an Evernote app for the Xbox that used, like, the listening thing that you could just talk to. Like, oh, Evernote, you know, like, add this to my list of, crap or something that i have to do like that's so cool that's a that's so cool yeah it's that home assistant we've all been promised yeah i mean and and that's obviously like that i don't know maybe that's a completely contrived example but i I guess the point is that like the fact that this is public this will probably will will eventually be kind of open to 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 whoever desires to to use it um, and leverage it in whatever creative way they want uh, is really cool. I think that's really neat. Yeah, I think uh, a couple a couple points. One, uh, the beauty of this is when you write your Xbox One app, it will also e- somewhat easily work on Windows 10 and Windows Phone. So yeah. right away, much bigger incentive for developers to build an app, right? Mm-hmm. 
and better apps for Windows users, which I am all for because the Windows 8.1 apps kind of weak. So I, right. I would love to see that. Two, I think this puts PlayStation in a really interesting position. Uh, I, and I, I don't see them doing this. I don't think Sony is that kind of company. PlayStation is that kind of brand. But I wonder if this really puts the squeeze on them to either sign up more media partners or sign up more app. You know, they could very easily look at the top 10 most popular of these new apps, go to those companies and say, we'll pay you X dollars, make them for PlayStation. They could do that. And they might. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think like, I think you're right in that. So I can't imagine Sony following this at least initially, unless it's wildly successful. And then I feel like they'd have to, um, but I mean, just, just when, when Xbox one and PlayStation were happening, right? Like PlayStation is still very much like it's a game console. Like that's its primary function. And, and it does have apps. Like there are apps on it, but that it still seems, seems like kind of a side effect. Like there aren't very many, um, there are more on Xbox and for whatever reason, new things like sling TV, like that's come that's out on, on Xbox first, or it's, I don't know if it is yet, but it's coming out on Xbox first. Um, and possibly because Microsoft's developer climate is more friendly, uh, for them to do things like that at this point. But yeah, I, I you know, it's interesting when we when the Xbox One first came out, we talked about it. You know, is this a game console or a media device? And I think this is that right. sort of home media PC we were promised all those years ago and never got. Right. And, and maybe that's OK. Maybe that's the Xbox place. And maybe if you're a real serious gamer, but you're not quite to, you know, PC gaming or you, you want a kind of living room, maybe the PlayStation 4 is better for you. And maybe that's OK. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, it's. I mean, I think games, games on the Xbox are still legitimate. Like, I, th- I mean, I do think the Xbox is slightly less powerful than the PS4, right? Um, but like, not, not. I don't know. I feel like for your average person, like, if you really care about that stuff, you put, you have a, a gaming rig PC. Like, if you're hardcore, you play on a computer. You don't, you don't use a console. Let's be real about that. Um, like that's just the way it is and i feel like i don't know like the playstation's opportunities are pretty limited in comparison to what what the xbox has going for it and i think could have in the future um and i think that's really cool it's like it's kind of interesting to see like those possibilities open up for the xbox because i feel like they've gotten like microsoft has gotten a lot of criticism for I don't know, like from people, from gamers who were disappointed that they were doing other things at all. And, and people who are like, what is this stuff? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't, I don't know, like it isn't great yet, but it's not great because it's the first thing. Like the connect isn't great yet because people like the, the community can't do things with it. Like people use the connect to do incredible things, but they're not, there's no way to distribute, like to share those, those incredible things with, with, uh, like the world, like your average with average people. So I'm excited again, Microsoft doing cool stuff. Yeah, man, they are, they are awesome. 
That's yes, yeah. that's really great. So I'm excited. Uh, let's see. We are running short on time, so I don't think we're going to get to these last couple stories. Uh, sadly, they'll just have to go by the wayside. We didn't get to F's new app updates, which uh, three new apps, and including they're updating the original app. You can get those in the App Store now, ifttt.com. We also didn't get to talk about iWork available for everybody before you used to have to own a Apple device to use iWork. They had other versions, but you had to at least have one somewhere in there to use it. Now you could hypothetically sign up for an account online and use iWork in your browser on Windows and never touch a Mac or iPhone or iPad. Mm. Uh, And lastly, Pinterest, considering adding a buy button to its website, the most obvious fucking thing ever. Like, are you kidding me? What is the one thing people do on Pinterest? I want that. Just add a buy button. (laughs) That, to me, like, are you kidding me? That's all that site is for, is things people want to buy. Um, (laughs) Brilliant. That is good on you, Pinterest. Um... Indeed. Yeah. So that's it for the news. We're going to move on to some picks. And I will volunteer to jump in first. Uh, Colby, you know my love of things that are expensive and unnecessary. Would, th- would that be fair to say? Yes, that is that is absolutely fair to say. Well, as soon as I saw, saw this, I immediately said I need it, despite the fact that I don't. And it is the Ray Super Remote. This was announced this week, uh, and it is a remote control for your television, but it's not a normal remote. It is a small touchscreen, the iPod-looking device thing. Um, it's called Ray. Uh, it has a five-inch touchscreen and a real processor in it, color screen and apps and the whole thing. But it's just designed to be a remote for your device, um, which is pretty which amazing. Device? So, uh, what does it do exactly? It's got a lot of things. Um, universal search, interesting discovery. Uh, it's a universal remote, obviously. Uh, it does IR, uh, Blu-ray, Zigbee standard. Uh, and they say they're adding more. Um, and basically, you know, it's it's just a very iPhone way to control your TV. So, you know, I, I got a picture here. You've got different apps. So one might be to control your TV. Another one is uh, currently Dish is their only partner, but it integrates with their DVR. So you can uh, program what shows to record, delete shows uh, right from the remote itself, uh, select on demand, um, have multiple uh, devices. As I said, it's got uh, traditional buttons, your sleep, wake, mute, volume, uh, and the touch screen as well. What interests me about this is I have a multifunction remote, a nice Logitech that I spent a good amount of money on. I know Dan has done the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is not that much more expensive than the one I bought. It's a little more. It's not that much more. And to be honest, when I'm sitting in front of my TV, I either am using that remote to control a bunch of different devices or I'm on my phone on Twitter, which is what I do a lot when I'm sitting in front of the TV. If this thing had Twitter on it, it would be the perfect goddamn remote in the world because that's all I use it for. And and I'm a pretty serious television guy. I, I, I watch a fair amount of TV. I think Colby can also rep for that. Because uh, he lived with you watch me. more TV than anyone I know. I do. I do. Um, probably why I don't have a life. So what's, uh, it, it's something I take very seriously. And I think this is, this is cool and neat. And, you know, it's 
brand new and no one knows if it actually works or whatever. But in the long list of things I've pitched on the show as ridiculous, like the uh, what was the name of the box that I picked where you could plug in four HDMI things and put them in a grid on your TV and rearrange them? That was like seven hundred dollars. This is <laughs> this is right up there with that. But I um I think this is really. I think this is really neat, and uh, if it were just a little more open to other cable and satellite providers, I would... I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Do not be surprised if I come back in six months and say, guess what I bought? It just might be this. So, Ray.co is the website. You can pre-order it now for $199. US um, it, it. I don't believe it says when it will... Sh- it says it will ship late spring, so I guess they're, you know pumping them out soon so uh, if you buy it you you may get it sooner than you think but then again it is it is a hardware startup so don't be too surprised if it gets <laughs> who knows how long did it take me to get a tile after they said it? <sighs> hey i still haven't got my coin so yeah well the tile my tile was like a year late so it's it's bad yeah. um yeah. all right colby what uh what, what are you picking this evening okay so um I have two picks. One was a last minute pick that I just remembered uh, when you were talking about TV. Um, the other is House of Cards because season three is coming out on Friday. And I know we've picked that already, but, yes. you know, you can check out House of Cards because it's great. Uh, Netflix only, I guess. But but who you doesn't have Netflix? It. I don't know. I don't I, I assume no one. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, honestly that was the best gift I gave this winter. I gave two different people uh, Netflix gift cards who had never had it, mm. and they and they are tell they're like, "Oh my god, I wish we know about this. this is the greatest thing ever." And I'm like, "You're welcome." I feel like Netflix should like give you a month free or something when you when you give someone a gift card. You would think as a should be related. Bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finder's fee. Yep, I agree. <laughs> so, go ahead. Okay, so so the other one is called "What Movie Should I Watch Tonight?" This is slightly re- slightly related, but it's, it's so you can it's a website which you can find at the ridiculously long domain domain name, which is "What Movie Should I Watch Tonight?" dot com, um, and you go and all it is is a website, and it like full screen just plays movie trailers, and you can watch the trailers, and it just shuffles through movie trailers, and I think. So I think you can actually filter like you can kind of pick like a category uh, for what you want to watch. I'm, g- I'm going to check right now. It does take a second to load, um, but it's it's surprisingly interesting. And I, I think yeah, I'm not sure where it gets the movies from. Like, I don't know if they're all movies on Netflix, but um, they're definitely movies that exist on Netflix. Yeah. So you can you can pick there's a. Uh, in the menu, there's a uh, it's like a, like a genre filter, right? So you can filter the genre, and then you just like it's the trailer. And if you if you don't want to watch it, like if you're not interested, you just click and it brings up a new trailer, and that's great. Like I feel like it is a really nice solution to the. There's so many things on Netflix, and I can't decide what to watch. And I always wish like always on netflix i wish things had trailers like i could wish i wish i could just watch a movie trailer to see if i actually wanted to watch it instead of trying to like guess based on the based on the photo or really what ends up happening is i have to take out my computer and go to youtube and find the trailer for the movie but it's kind of neat 
it's like a novel toy that I've used twice and been satisfied with. So check it out. Any help is good help. What movie should I watch tonight? Dot com. Uh, if you can remember that long and lengthy URL. Um, <laughs> and of course, House of Cards season three coming out uh, this weekend, right? On uh, uh, Friday, Friday, yeah. The 27th. Yeah, it should be. Uh, means I'll get nothing done this weekend. Outstanding. Uh, so very good. That's it. That's the show. We've done it. Uh, I teased at the beginning. So um, we have a new sister show on the network. Coffee and beer, new show called The Goldilocks Zone. It stars myself and Matt Mariani, and we just talk about stuff and have opinions on it um, and kind of give whether it's good, it's bad, overrated, underrated. We talk through it. We spent the last two episodes talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and to uh, commemorate this enormous uh, moment in time, we are doing the first ever super prize giveaway Super prize. It is a super prize giveaway, Colby. How does this sound? You could win one of two prizes, either a Marvel DVD or Blu-ray of your choice. Any movie in the cinematic universe, DVD or Blu-ray, we'll send it to you. Your favorite movie. Which which one, Colby, would you get if you won? Any movie in the Marvel universe? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I really enjoyed the Avengers that was it's a that classic. was good. That was good. It's a yeah. classic. Well, you could win that yeah. or a twenty dollar Comicsology e gift card, so you can get some comics mm. of your very own, which I recommend. It great app. I think I've actually picked it on the show. So, yeah, you have. So you'll get that as well. Easy to enter. Just go to goldilocksshow.com slash giveaway. That's goldilocksshow.com slash giveaway. There it will tell you what you can win, how you can enter, and the full list of rules uh, associated with the contest, including the legal fine print. That contest runs uh, through February 28th at midnight. So um, go there. Goldilocksshow.com is the website. Goldilocksshow.com slash giveaway is the giveaway. Check out the show. I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully Colby will be on soon. We got we to schedule something. Um, Definitely. But... But uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with that. So I hope you all enjoy it as well. And you can get some free swag. So uh, as far as this show goes, don'tpanic.io is our website. I think you should go there because it has all the things you know and love about Don't Panic, including past and current shows, uh, where you can watch it live when we stream it Monday nights at 10 p.m., uh, as well as uh, all the Stitcher, iTunes links. We also have our uh, social media links, Facebook, Twitter. It's all there. So uh, check that out. Now, uh, we can wildly speculate, unless you know the answer. Is Dan Miller going to be here next week? I don't think so. I think next week he will still be in Ireland. But the week after, because he was going to be gone. He was in Germany for a week, London for a week, and then Ireland for two weeks. So it was four weeks total. I can't handle this. I'm having a nervous breakdown. madness. Just madness. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, come back next week for another Dan Millerless show. I'll just have to. Put um, <laughs> maybe we'll get a guest. Maybe we'll try. I, I that seems fair. I just don't. Mm. I don't know. If you want to be a guest, email us. Don't panic. Show at gmail dot com. How's that? Um, Sweet. I might be. Uh, I might regret suggesting that. Um, <laughs> never know. Uh, so thanks to all of you out there for watching the show. We'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Don't Panic Show. But until then, we'll wish you all a fair good night. Peace.